This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And today's topic is on forgiveness. Before I get to the topic, I want to thank those of you who have left a positive review, wherever it is you listen to this podcast, I greatly appreciate it. I also want to let you know that if you are interested in bringing me to your parish to speak to your group, whether it be a ministry group, a women's group, whatever it might be, I would be more than happy to talk to you about that. And I will drop a link in the show notes to a form that you can contact me if you're interested in having me come to speak to your group. And that can be in person, which would be fabulous, or it can also be virtual if that works out better for everyone. Now on to our topic. A couple of weeks ago, we were reading uh, through the book of Genesis in our readings at Mass, and we were reading about Joseph. Joseph is a very interesting story. It's captured the imagination of many people and you know there have been songs and the big show Joseph in a Technicolor Dreamcoat and so maybe some people know a little bit about it but what struck me was Joseph's unbelievable forgiveness that he offered his brothers and how he not only forgave them but he restored them I'm going to talk a little bit about that I have chosen three quotes to focus on and this is So from the end of the book of Genesis, and this story explains how the Israelites wound up in Egypt, but we're not going to focus on that. What we're going to focus in on is how Joseph forgave his brothers for their wrongdoing, which was they sold him because they didn't like him. They were very jealous of him, of the love that the father, uh, that their father had for him. And so they wanted to get rid of him basically. And so they sold him and then lied to their father about what had happened to him. There's a lot of sadness in the way the story starts out, and Joseph has a lot of trials and tribulations, but he eventually winds up being in a position of leadership and authority in Egypt. There's a famine, and so his brothers wind up going there to speak to him, not knowing that it is him, because their father has sent him, uh, excuse me, their, their father has sent the brothers to Joseph to ask for food because of the famine. And so the brothers go and eventually Joseph reveals himself as their former brother. Well, he's still their brother, but the brother that they had sold into slavery all those years ago. And rather than seeking vengeance, he seeks forgiveness and restoration for all of the relationships. So the first verse that I want to read is from Genesis. All the verses will be from Genesis. This is from chapter 46, verse 29. The brothers have gone and they've gotten uh, their father, Israel, and Israel and Joseph are going to meet. And so Joseph, of course, is very excited and happy about this. And this is what it says in the scripture. Then Joseph made ready his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. And he presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. 
And I read that and I thought, oh my goodness, he wept on his neck a good while. Does Does that not just paint a picture for you of this homecoming, of this restoration? All these years that Joseph has been separated from his father and his father has suffered with this because he loved Joseph so very much. And his father has suffered and Joseph has suffered and now they are united. And so they come together and there is that joining once again of father and son. So then what happens? So they, you know, the idea is the story is going to continue, of course. And in verse, uh, in chapter 47, verse 12, we find out how Joseph is going to care for his father and his brothers. He's going to go to Pharaoh, tells Pharaoh what his brothers are capable of doing and gives them land and gives them cattle and puts them in charge, gives them responsibility so that they can settle in the land and be prosperous. And so it says uh, in verse 47, 12, and Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's household with food according to the number of their dependents. And so again, we have that sense of Joseph did not hold a grudge. He did not hold a grudge. And I I find that amazing. That is so not the typical thing that we have come to expect in the world that we live in today. And granted, I'm, I'm reading something that didn't happen recently at all. It happened, you know, maybe 4,000 years ago. Okay. So it was not the typical world, but let's face it. The, the book of Genesis starts out with one, we have the sin of, of Adam and Eve, and then we have Cain and Abel, and it just kind of goes downhill from there, right? So we know that sin has been prevalent in the world ever since it entered. And so we shouldn't really be surprised that the sin that we see today is, is sin that has been around literally for thousands of years. But Joseph sees past the wrong that was done to him. He sees past the sufferings that he endured because of the wrong done to him. Because like at this point, Joseph is in a position, again, of leadership and authority in Egypt, but for a while he was in prison. He does not hold any of that against his brothers, but he takes care of them. He restores them to that family relationship. There's a reason why I'm mentioning this, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. So now I, you know, Joseph um, is, everyone in this story is getting older. (laughs) And of course, Israel is getting older. He eventually dies. And Joseph's brothers are now concerned yet again, thinking rightfully, while my father was alive, Joseph was able to care for us, possibly out of the deep love he had for our father, not so much out of the deep love he had for us, because we are the ones who hurt him. So the brothers go to him. Well, they send a message to him in chapter 50. So chapter 50, I'm going to read verses 17 to 20. They go, they send a message to Joseph and say, forgive, I beg you, the transgression of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. And now we pray you, forgive the transgressions of the servants of God, your father, of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Fear not, 
For am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he reassured them and comforted them. They're afraid, but they go with humility to Joseph and they ask for forgiveness of the transgressions that they committed against him. And Joseph forgives them the transgressions. And he forgives them because he says, I am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? And the answer, of course, is no, he's not in the place of God. He knows that. And he also knows that he has been, been forgiven and God has restored him. And so he's going to do the same to other people. This is a huge foreshadowing of what Jesus Christ does for us. Joseph does not die as Jesus did, but he dies to himself. He dies to himself in a very big way. Think for a minute if someone in your family sold you into slavery and then years later needed your help, how quick or how not quick would we be to forgive and to help? And it might not be something as dramatic as that, but families sometimes can be rather dramatic in things that happen. And so maybe there are some dramatic things that have happened in your family, or maybe there are small things. Whatever it is, when we look at Joseph and we see the depth of his ability to forgive, for me, I know exactly where that depth of forgiveness comes from. It comes from God. It is not humanly possible to forgive wrongs that people do, especially wrongs that change the whole trajectory of your life. But Joseph makes the point that though the brothers meant what they did to him for evil, God was able to use it for good and to save the people. Sometimes bad things take time to work themselves out to become something good. And that's another lesson in there for us. There are lots of lessons in here for the for us. That's how scripture is. Pick the lesson you need for today, and that's the one that you will find often. Joseph reminds us that we do not need to hold grudges against others. He reminds us that we can forgive, that we can turn situations that were meant for evil and have them be brought about to bring good into the world if we follow the lead of God the Father. Not if we follow our human inclination, but if we follow the lead of God the Father. So just as Jesus died so that we could have salvation, he forgave our sins by his death on the cross. Joseph also is a type foreshadowing of Christ that reminds us that it is possible as mere mortals to forgive with the help of God. So this week, I want you to consider someone who's hurt you. It doesn't have to be a big hurt. It could be a small hurt, but someone who's hurt you to ask God to help you to forgive them. You don't necessarily need to talk to them, to the other person, if they're not still in your life. 
You don't necessarily need to let them back into your life if you think they might hurt you again. But when we forgive others, we release ourselves from a lot of pain and trials and tribulations. I heard one say that unforgiveness is a poison we drink, hoping the other person will die. It doesn't really happen, right? The person who we harm by unforgiveness the most is ourselves. So that's why I'm asking you to consider forgiving someone who's hurt you. It doesn't have to be a big fanfare. You don't have to go put, their, put your arms around their neck and weep with them. You don't have to do any of those things. <clears throat> you don't have to give them land or cattle either like Joseph did. Just forgive them with the help of God the Father. And if it makes sense to go and speak to them about this, then do that. And if it doesn't, don't. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope you all find it inside of yourself with the help of God to forgive someone and to love as God calls us to, to love as Joseph loved his brothers. God bless you and do your best to always live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.